Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute for a consultation with a professional. Is it that kind of week? No, Georgie, you are you are too pure for Congress. You too good. You are too good a person to sully yourself. Yeah, like like I, just I'm gonna, don't I'm gonna, do I'm going to second that. Yeah, yeah. It would it would be like. Do you know the X Men like comics where like you have Jean Grey and then the forces of evil overcome her and she becomes Dark Phoenix? Yeah. That's what happened to you if you ran for Congress. Like the, kind the of evil like Phoenix. The Dark Phoenix. Yeah, well, you are redhead, so yeah. I'm like one of those things. It's like I, I I know that I would probably pick the ring. Like I'm just not I'm not as strong as Gladriel. I'd be like, yeah, mine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, I also dark know that queen, would be me. Beautiful and terrifying as the wind. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds good. Take it. Oh, I'm sorry. I I messed up, Georgia. I meant to say no. Of course, I would throw the ring in that volcano. That's <laughs> it. That's I I meant right. to say. Right, right. That's and the, I tried to right get answer. the words. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what about you, Steve? Throw the ring in the volcano or... Uh... I'd probably throw the ring in the volcano, but I probably wouldn't make it up to the <laughs> volcano. Like, I would... I, I'd be, like, Hobbit number six. <laughs> you know what, Steve? I do believe it. I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. Like, like I'd, I'd be the Hobbit who uh, met a, a disastrous end in, like, some lava flow somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, probably to three small female hobbits, I would think. Like, yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, three. Yeah, the three goblins would be like eating my <laughs> eating my my face or something. Probably. Yep, that's how it's going to happen. Uh, it's good to it's good to face your future, Steve. You know, I'm just being realistic. You know, I'm just no. I I like that. I like that. I like that. You gotta be so, Georgia, you yeah, Georgia, how's your uh, how's your second house these days? It's empty, it, but we're setting it up. Empty? We're setting it up. Yeah, it's that's empty. what's so nice about my second house I just got. It's it's not empty. It's coming fully furnished. I'm not joking. <laughs> I didn't understand this until I moved here. Like before I moved here, I was like, because I, I lived in Mississippi for a lot of my life. And I'm like, why is Stephen King always writing so many weird novels about <laughs> Boston with ghosts and zombies and the apocalypse? And then I moved here and I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. Um I hope they vote for me there, though. Uh, so, 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 Bree, I have to ask you: Have you started um, yep. rooting for our local Overwatch team that's having their first uh, game tonight? <laughs> no, I didn't know this. Yeah. I would have. Oh my god! Yeah. So, are the, you for real? So, yeah, Robert Kraft bought an Overwatch team, and the Boston Uprising is actually playing their first free, their first preseason game tonight as we're recording this. I think it's going on right now. I should have been there. Well, oh it's, my in, god. it's in I'm LA. A, yeah. All the games are in LA. Oh. Um, well, because they don't then. they don't actually yeah. have a venue yet, but apparently they're going to be building an esports venue somewhere in Boston. Oh my god! Yeah. I've got to reach out to that team so I can like promote them and be do the politician thing yeah. where I insert myself in the middle of situations <laughs> to exploit it for votes. I've got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and, and, I like and you know, I mean, I think they have some synergy with our show because one of the guys who's on the team yeah. is literally named Mistakes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! That would be a great, like, like headline on on a newspaper. Yeah, yeah, greed yeah. and mistakes. Yeah, yep, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Can I tell you guys? So I knew this was the house for me when I moved into it, and or rather, like we were looking at it to sign into it, and the like. There's still a lot of furniture there, and uh, like hanging on the wall, of the master bedroom are a bunch of feminist posters and like Gloria Steinem books and like yet she persisted in a huge frame, like stuff like that. So now, I am, are you sure that I'm, they didn't just yeah. know that you were going to look at the house? Right. I don't know, Georgia. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like yeah. Seems a little bit too meant to be. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds so. a little bit staged. Like, oh, Brianna was coming. We need to we need to get everything <laughs> right. that is feminism adjacent into our house. Yeah. <laughs> and just move it all in there. So yep, that's what they did. That's what they did. Uh, good grief. But let's start the show. Let's yeah. start the show. So do we want yeah. to start do we want to start with something uh, how how Disgusting. Do we want to start? I guess is the the question. I want to talk about Pervo Congressman. I want okay. to talk about Pervo Congressman. Let's, let's yeah. talk about Congressman and how <clears throat> upholding the law yeah. and helping to to sacrifice yep. uh, for yep. the people. Yeah, I, I think that that would be something uplifting. Would be nice. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it. this is a That's whole episode happen, of, of thing of of stories about things that are ill advised. I guess is the theme of this episode. <laughs> Uh, so there was a story that came out today that uh, Representative Trent Franks from Arizona is resigning because apparently <laughs> he was asking the some of the female staffers who worked for him if they oh would God. be surrogates, uh, surrogate mothers for his children, which oh I don't I, I like. Is that inappropriate? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, sorry, I just want to... Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like I wildly inappropriate. I shouldn't do this. It's like... I shouldn't... Yeah. You should take notes, Georgia. You should wrong. take notes, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. I, I don't... I. I don't. Uh, so he's resigning. There's the story just came out tonight. So there's the the House Ethics Committee's opening an investigation. There are, are not a oh. lot of details, thankfully. But oh no, I I don't like I I really. Just it just seems like you give men power and I have zero power. <laughs> so I, I guess this is why I'm not off like abusing everybody naturally. But like like you give men power and they just don't know how to deal with it. And then all these ridiculous stories start coming out. Like I can't even imagine like having that conversation with somebody who works for you. So so if someone asks me to be the surrogate surrogate mother to their children i shouldn't take that as a compliment well i mean maybe you could but it's not i'm not gonna judge like, your weekend georgia i mean yeah. right okay yeah <laughs> oh my god like, i i think that men are not sending us their best their brightest and i think that we need some extreme vetting for men in congress until we figure out what is going on yeah I, I, how can this, I, I really, Georgia, I, I just could be honest with you. I thought I had seen everything that the Republicans could offer. I really didn't think 
I didn't think I could see anything else that would really shock me. And I'm imagining this guy like walking into the office like, hey, what's up? What'd you do this weekend? Oh, I took the, <laughs> the kid over to the movies. Hey, how do you feel about uh, gestating a baby for me? Like, like that's like how how were they coming up with depths like this to 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 drag our country to? I can't even process like, it. Georgia, why why do we still exist? Why hasn't Condra just come in and invaded? Because I mean, really, you know, they'd be I, doing us a favor at this point. I don't think that people have been held accountable. Like I, I think yep. that I think that. People just thought that, you know, that was okay. They thought that was okay. It was, it's okay. It's, it's not a big deal. This is a, a compliment. You, you shouldn't be upset about this. And I think that a lot of people that were being pushed around and um, just didn't say anything. I think only now people are starting to get the, oh, actually, this is inappropriate. I don't think that people are really, weren't really looking at what happened. It's just people in power could do anything to those that, you know, yeah. we're underneath uh, them. Or nobody's ever and, told them no. Oh, that's probably too, true as well. Uh, oh, I, I don't even I don't even know where to start with it. And we were talking in text before the show, and, and I feel like there's there's gonna be stories like this about every single man in Congress between now and like their next election. It just seems like like you have to imagine that there's a lot of people who've been getting away with things for a really long time and just have been used to having power and nobody ever questioning them. And this is the kind of thing that happens when you have like too much power and nobody ever like checks you ever and there's yeah. no accountability. Like you just cross the line cuz you don't even remember where the line is anymore. Yeah. I don't oh, even god. That's true. I, I really mean this, y'all. Like a lot of why I'm running for Congress. I had I had um a really long, just fantastic lunch with a, a woman that served in the New Hampshire State House today. And I mean, it's really like you look at the state of things. You look at the state of things. And it's just like I I sometimes I'm like, is this like can this be saved? This system is so messed up. Can this be saved? Because this person had an atrocious record on women's rights, like absolutely anti-reproductive uh, health care. This is someone that had made fun of uh, rape survivors. This is someone that had, like belittled women at every single turn. And it's like, and you find out what's going on in his office. And yeah. here it is. And this is what I swear, Georgia, this is where I, we need answers for a non-American here on yeah. this. <laughs> this is what I don't understand. I really mean this. If you look at, Every single guy that has been called out and called like to accountability, and this is across the political spectrum, like Al Franken's resignation thing today sucked, and he was very defiant. I have never – there seems to be a real lack of ability to reflect on actions and hold yourself accountable. Like we have no – it seems to me that men have no problem with like going, oh, it's those other guys over there. They're terrible. This yeah. is a terrible problem. But then I, when someone gets called on their stuff, it's it doesn't sink in. Like what's going on with this? Well, there's no accountability anymore. Yeah. And Ugh. we found that people that you actually you're actually rewarded for it. You don't take accountability for your actions, then you don't have to do anything about it. 
<clears throat> because no one's there to then hold you to that accountability. And oh. it's not just pervasive in, in Congress and places in power. Less and less are people saying, you know what, that was my fault. I shouldn't have done this. Um, I'm going to change things. I'm going to try to to rectify, to make right, to become a better person. This does not happen. I don't know how many times, like, you know, if you're at, like, spend a week at work, how many times do you ever hear that? Like, really, it's always, well, it was because of this. It's not my fault. This happened. The jelly donut made me do it. There's a, a hundred thousand different reasons that are not people being accountable to their own actions. Yeah. It's not even a trait that we uphold. We uphold lie, say nothing, don't admit anything so that you can't get sued and then, you know, you get to stay in power. Yay. And yeah. everyone suddenly eventually forgets. Also, like people, like they forget. Three weeks yeah. later, you're oh. like, oh, on to the next thing. And we're, we're highly reactive in the short term. But then we just move on with our lives. Yeah. I, I, it's, <sighs> it's so funny to me because I'm thinking about, like, my workplace and, like, most of my job is explaining why things went wrong and – why and how that we're going to what we're going to do to keep them from ever happening again. And because, you know, everybody blames IT whenever anything goes bump in the night. Yeah, true. And, and 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 like my whole half my job is like apologizing at this point. But it's, oh, no. it's very Canadian of you. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, ah. you, yeah, I, you know, I'm an honorary <laughs> Canadian, I guess. But, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, things go wrong and they go wrong because, you know, systems break. Right. And then, you know, we're always the ones who are going having to pick up the pieces and explain what happened and and then fix it so it doesn't happen again. And, you know, it's very easy. There's no one for us to blame. Right. So it all goes kind of goes downhill. But it's like I just I can't I can't imagine like just having a con. How do you even have a conversation like that? Like, how do you. Are, how are you in power for like so long and so absolutely that you have no problem having this conversation because nothing bad is ever going to happen because of it? Yeah. Like, because because yeah. I mean, that's where that's really where a lot of this comes from. I mean, all of the stories that we've been seeing over the last few weeks is 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 men who are completely unafraid of any consequences because they know there won't be any. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they do whatever they want and then and then they know that nothing bad's going to happen. I mean, that's why they're all taken aback right now, because think bad things are happening all of a sudden because there finally are consequences. I, I have to. I mean, I think I look at the situation and I see somebody that doesn't understand limits yeah. like he doesn't very emotionally tuned out to do that to the the women that you work with and i just i mean i do think that i i i have to believe that this like lack of belief in women's uh reproductive health care that that's that's yeah. got to be part of it like if you don't believe women should have autonomy over you know our bodies it's not surprising to me that you're not going to understand that it's inappropriate to have women at your workplace who are your subordinates to like yeah. just date a child for you like those two things seem to go hand in hand so it's just a mess I, oh I, yeah i i don't <laughs> let's talk about something happier oh my let's goodness talk about something happier all right like well i think it's probably it's probably too early for for an ad break so we should probably just have a palate cleanser And I can't think of a better palate cleanser than extreme Barbie Jeep racing. Oh, I love this topic. I absolutely love this topic. I came across this. This is a post on Jalopnik. And so 
if if you know like basically power wheels like the little like miniature uh, four wheel drive jeeps that uh, like every spoiled child has basically and so you have these people in like you know motorcycle gear who are just getting at the top of a dirt hill and riding on top of these things and then trying to get to the bottom with as minimal like as few broken bones as possible and it's just it's 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 delightful to watch these grown men on these tiny cars like it's horrifying yeah Yeah. I, i don't i i don't know what like i i just don't know how you come up with something like this right like 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 how do you have the idea like i'm gonna ride my daughter's barbie jeep down the hill <laughs> like like how do you have that thought come into your head and then and then not not decide that that's a silly idea and then follow through on how you could actually build a cor- a course for it it's dangerous too this is not for the weak like these things these like <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm having it play while I watch, uh, while I'm talking about it. But like these, these cars go pretty fast down this hill, and you really are like you're lucky if you 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 keep all your bones by the end of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. For somebody, I mean, for me, you know, I uh, I ride a motorcycle, right? This looked so freaking ridiculously <laughs> dangerous. You're like, motorcycle, to me. okay. Yeah. Car with no airbags, well, okay. This. Yeah. Not uh, right. Yeah. There were giant <laughs> rocks in the middle it. of the course. Yeah. Like Oh no. Um, well, I like okay, so them try to drift. Some of them try to drift. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty messed up. No, oh. seriously. Okay, if I am on my motorcycle, right? Like I wear full gear. And like having a motorcycle is expensive, but yeah. like it's all the safety gear that is really, really expensive. So like my jacket, that is a two thousand dollar jacket with like ceramic plates in the back to hold your backbone together if you crash. Uh, like the gloves, you you have like fully padded gloves. It's actually important for the back of the gloves to get padded because like when you fly off the bike, that's a part that can get hurt. A lot of people don't think about this. They'll jump on motorcycle with like soft boots, but think about like your foot hitting, oh, right? Yeah. And that bone just snapping in half. So the boots that I wear when I ride my motorcycle, it's actually like a really stiff, cannot break, like you could hit Mm. with a sledgehammer and Mm. it wouldn't move. That's really important. And for these halfwits, like going down the hill, they're like, ah, just a helmet and it'll be fine. And they're like flipping over four or five times. And then the part I can't figure out is then they grab the Jeep and run to the finish line when there doesn't seem to be anything to win, Steve Lubitz. No. I don't, I don't understand there, this. There are no winners here. There are only losers. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, we, why they invented iPhones, you know, so that you don't have to do things like this to entertain yourself. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, yes. I might be the only one, but I would totally try it once. Well, yeah, I mean, you yeah. punch sharks to the face. I mean, that's that goes without yeah. saying that you would try. You would probably try it once, but I know, uh, I know, Bree, I know, Bree, you'd race me. Don't even lie. Oh, yeah, but I also have good gear already, that's so true, true, true. I'd be safe. I'd be fine. You know, you'd be in traction. So, <laughs> and then your Barbie Jeep would be all broken up, so we couldn't get you to the hospital. So it would be very sad. Um, no, this is not. This is a bad idea. <laughs> Please don't try this at home. Legal. Yeah, How, I, this is why I couldn't figure out. Like, there are obviously people. Like, there are like thousands and thousands and thousands of people 
in this video, right? Like they're sitting there, they're watching people go down the hill. This is what I can't figure out. How did they get their insurance premiums? (laughs) How did they get someone like an appraiser to cover it? Because you'd think they would call Amika and Amika would be like, okay, yeah, you want to have an outdoor event? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we can cover that. And you'd think they'd just show them one video the year before and then the Amika person would just leave. (laughs) They would just leave the meeting immediately. Like, how could they do this and not get sued to oblivion? Well, I, I can I want to see the waivers that they make these contestants sign right. because I yeah. I bet that's got to be like you know like a CVS receipt <laughs> whatever the equivalent <laughs> of a of a CVS receipt is in a contract is, is what they have to sign to do this because like yeah that's probably yeah I I, yeah. I have to imagine there are like at least one person is not going to be leaving under their own power at the end, by the end of this. I mean, there's li- yep. there's literally like a big rock formation in the middle of the course. Like yep. that seems like the kind of thing you probably would want to like build the course around to kind of curve around <laughs> that. Maybe like, maybe don't leave that right in the middle. Like just help yourself out a little. <laughs> They've got helmets, Steve. Oh yeah. We do have helmets. I like I, that usually they have to like almost hold the the the, the jeep like together as you're going down the yeah. hill and everything is breaking <laughs> like, apart in front of you. Yeah, yeah. You know why it's like signing these like, l- like waiver forms? <laughs> it's like the Little Mermaid where like Ursula puts the thing in front of Ariel and then like she yeah. looks away and puts her hands over her face and like signs it and then there's this poof. And then disaster happens immediately after, and then some eels are in the background cackling. That's probably how it goes. See, but in this case, in this case, they lost their voices because they bit their tongue off while they were tumbling down <laughs> yes. the hill. Yeah, like <laughs> flipping over four or five times. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! So, Georgia, you gotta tell me. Did you? So it seemed like it, it seems like for everyone I know, they had what we call a dead man's hill in their town growing up. Did you have that? I don't know if it was like a yeah. dead man's hill. There's like a yeah. hill, but it's I. It's a Canadian looking hill in my area. A Canadian, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah. It what wasn't does that really mean? Really steep. It was <clears throat> like it was. It, it was. It wasn't that steep. I do remember riding my bike down the hill with my eyes closed, which I don't know why, and just riding it all the way down the the uh, road with my eyes closed, just letting, you know, gravity take me down. And I hit a car. Oh, no. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, luckily the car was parked. Um, <laughs> well, that, that, yes, that, that's much better. Yes. Much better. Um, and uh, scraped myself up. And then I, I did learn that you probably shouldn't ride your bike down a hill with your eyes closed. Yeah. 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 That's a good good policy. So, <laughs> good, yeah. so did you have a really big hill near your house? Uh well not near our house. So this was back okay, so anyone under the age of thirty, let me just tell you what it was like back in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> uh your parents would let you leave the house yeah. without any kind of geolocation there thing was nothing. to your it was just body. You come home there was when it's dark. Like like Stranger yeah, Things like that part of Stranger Things is not fiction. That's actually a thing that happened that kids were just kind of yeah. like wandering around. We just went yeah. around. So, yeah. 
So your parents would just like kick you out of the house and yeah, maybe you're making nunchaku out of like a a rake handle that you chopped up with a hacksaw. (laughs) Like maybe you were playing with the barbecue grill and you've got lighter fluid. You're just squirting it into it and watching it. Barbecue skewers trying to stab each other. Yep. Maybe you've got archery and you went over to the hunting store and picked up some archery compound bows and you're just shooting those at your friends. Like, yeah. Or maybe BB stuff guns like that. And you're yeah. shooting the BB yep. guns at your friends. Yep. Like we I mean, where else are you no shoot stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I just wanted to set the scene there. That's yeah, what yeah. it was like in the eighties yeah. and nineties. So, um, yeah, we would go out to this hill that was probably like, I would guess, uh, a 10 or 20 story, like height hill. Oh, it was really, really, really steep. And we would. We would get on our skateboard or our bikes and not wearing helmets and just go down it. Because you didn't have to wear helmets. As... No one wore helmets. No, of course not. You're <laughs> fine back then. So I really do, Georgia. I look back at my childhood and I'm like, I'm really like, weird. how did I how did I I I shouldn't tell you guys this story because I'm running for office. I'm <laughs> oh, gonna tell you this. It's gonna be good. I could oh, tell you time. this story anyway. So there was a guy. There was a guy in our town, and his name, I'll call him Matt. And his parents owned the Chevrolet dealership in town, the Chevrolet dealership. So what Matt did, I'm trying not to use his last name, is he would go get his dad's keys to the dealership while he was asleep and drive down to the dealership and then take whatever cars he wanted out. So basically go steal these new Camaros and like all these really fast cars while he was underage. And then he would go get liquored up uh, because, you know, it was very easy uh, to get fake IDs back then. Uh, so we would, and there's this checked. one. <laughs> right, if they even checked. Yeah, they, I mean, they were so, all, everyone's IDs were like typed up on a typewriter. So it wasn't like right. there was any like holograms yeah. or anything. No, okay. So then this one time, we're all out, and he is behind the wheel, and there's some drinking going on. And he goes over Dead Man's Hill, and he's like, you got to remember, this is like a 17-year-old guy, right? And he's just like, all right, we're going to ramp all the way up this hill. We're going to floor it. We're going to floor it. And it's like, oh. you know, the you're going, and you're like oh. 60, 70, 80, 90, and then you're coming up to the top of Dead Man's Hill. And of course, you're invincible at this age, right? <laughs> like, nothing yeah. can happen to you. I fly over the top of it oh and then land God. on the bottom. And in this brand new Camaro, this brand oh. new Camaro, he got it and then boom, landed, smashed the axles, broke oh the axles and completely God. splattered out the dead, the oil pan underneath the car. Oh my God. And then had to have it towed back to the dealership and then oh had to explain all of this to his parents. And I never saw him again that summer. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's what we would like. We, stuff people would do. Like it was just, it was a different world. It was a yeah. completely yeah. different world. What's your wildest story, Georgia? Give me, uh, give me some wild Canadian. Really wild yeah. stories. Like, All right. Lay it on me. <clears throat> okay. So I went to this party once. This one's just, it's like, I probably have wild ones if I could think about it, but this one just kind of stands out as like, oh my God, I have two of them that are really good, but. One of them was more like pranks in the house, uh, which was a crazy story. Like, if you okay, I'll tell you that one first, actually, because it's kind of funny. So I had my friend, and she was allowed to do whatever she wanted. I don't think I've told this story before. 
Anyway, she was allowed to do do anything that she wanted. We had a sleepover. And so we had all these girls together. And I don't know if we're like 11 or 12, whatever. And we're having the sleepover. And we said, okay, first we're going to prank the first person that falls asleep. The the last person, the first person that falls asleep gets pranked. Anyways, we end up, one of our friends falls asleep, which was, you know, not good for her. And we ended up shoving like (laughs) fish food in her mouth and uh, ketchup all over her. And we just lay her there. And she, she's kept on sleeping. She was fine. And then in her house, what we did was, <laughs> what we did was we took garbage bags and we, uh, we plotted this all out. We took garbage bags and we put them in front of each of their parents' doors. It was her mom and her grandmother. And we put them in front of their door, the garbage bag. And then we put in front of it, we put ketchup, um, relish, muscle. Like we raided the fridge and put it in a pile in front of the door and and so the doors would close. And then we tied the door handles closed and tied them to the banister so they couldn't open them. And we stuck then a sheet of paper over the door so they wouldn't be able to see when they open the door what's in front of them. Then, this was me, I took, um, I thought this was great, I took um, wire, not wire, it was actually a cord, and all down the stairs, I corded it up like a spider's web. So you couldn't get oh, down no. the stairs easily. I know. This is yeah. really bad. And um, <laughs> then, uh, then we uh, set off the fire alarm. Oh, my God. Georgia, you did not. <laughs> we did. You did not. Not did. you, Georgia. Oh, yes. We look up to you. <laughs> you shouldn't. So, what? Yeah. You shouldn't. Oh, no. We set off the yeah. fire alarm. Uh, they couldn't open the door. The fire alarm's going off. We, like, probably didn't sound like we were really that terrified. Um, and, um, the, they, they, the mother opened the door and tore the paper with her hands and saw, so she didn't stand in the, the muck that, that we were expecting them to slip in and fall. Cause that would have been even funnier. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like the parent trap. Like that's what we watched. That's, that's where we got our inspiration. <laughs> oh my and then, God. But the grandmother oh no. tried to walk over it. And she had a really hard time, and then the mom was going to go help the grandmother and then did slip into it. Oh, no. And um, not only did my friend not get grounded, but then they baked us pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) I love (laughs) it. That was it. I love it. That was it. Oh, no. That's what we were up to. We didn't even get into trouble. It wasn't even a fear. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. uh, Okay. Okay. I think it's I think it's time for an ad. I can't top that for, for damn sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Not yeah. Even the worst. That's not oh even my okay. god. Yeah. Okay. So oh, a- no. any anyway. So that um that that story of teenage depravity uh, is <laughs> not brought to you by our sponsor this week, but our the sponsor our our this episode of disruption is brought to you by Squarespace, and you can enter uh, offer code disruption at checkout to get ten percent off your first purchase. And you should make your next move with Squarespace. It lets you easily create a website for your next idea. You can get yourself a unique domain. They have award winning templates for you to make an online store or a portfolio or a blog where you can recount stories like like Georgia's and and immortalize <laughs> yeah. them for all time. <laughs> right. Um but incriminating <laughs> stories.com. That's what you want. Uh, I love it when the episode titles come from the ads. So, uh, so Squarespace yep. <laughs> is the all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades. You don't have to worry about anything. Squarespace has it covered. And if you do run into trouble, they have 24-7 customer support <laughs> that can help you out. 
Um, they, they're not going to help you. They're not going to help you if you know you're you're trying to clean up ketchup from your from your hands. But oh, it uh, took a long time. I'm sure it did. Uh, but they <laughs> they let you very quickly and easily get a, a unique domain name. Um, all of their templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your ideas. And the best part is that plans start at just twelve dollars a month, which is really nothing. And you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. So when you do decide to sign up, uh, make sure to you, that you use the offer code disruption at 10, 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for disruption. Uh, but And thank you very much to Squarespace for their support of disruption and all of Relay FM. Uh, Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. I love Squarespace. Squarespace is great. I love Squarespace. Them. Yeah, Squarespace is really the only (laughs) institution in America that's not failing right now. They've got their stuff together. They're doing okay. The rest of us, not so much. Uh, So uh, speaking of uh, institutions that are failing us, so so, uh, Facebook has decided that having all of the personal information for everyone above the age of 13 – is not enough for them, and so they've introduced Messenger Kids, which is a new app for six to twelve year olds that's um, showing up on iOS very soon. And what it does is it it's a it's a you know a chat app, and it has parental controls built in to control to restrict who the who the kids can talk to, and. There, the Facebook is showing it as a positive, basically, as you know, your kids are going to want to text each other, and this is a way that they can do it safely. But um, that your definition of safe being Facebook may not align with your with the way that you consider it safe. But there, this article on the Verge is is talking about the blog post where. They don't. They're not talking about what the business purpose is, or what they're going to do to monetize it, or what's going to happen to all of the data that's being collected by the kids who are using this app. And and there are laws, at least in the U.S., the the COPA law, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. And if you watch Silicon Valley, you'll remember the episode where they forgot to put that language in their terms of service, and all of a sudden were their their service was ended up being like a dating service for twelve year olds and ended up getting oh, fired no. into oblivion. Oh no. Yeah. So um yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean I saw this and I immediately like I don't even use Facebook myself. I know Georgia you don't either. And no. I I just looked at this like no thank you. But <laughs> I mean what do you think about Facebook being a place for kids to text each other? Oh, there's some like I could just go on and on about how wrong this is. I don't even know. I can't even think about where it would be right. Like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't see anything positive. Like, I can't even argue their argument. I, no, no, not Facebook, not Zuckerberg. No, no, no. This is so wrong. I'm, ugh. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's all. I, go ahead, Bree. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, delineate it up for us. What what specifically bothers you about this? So I don't trust Facebook. I think that they will be um, keeping information um, about what your children are texting. I don't trust them with keeping um, all of the information with that safe. I think that the idea of, of thinking that children should be texting each other is also not a great idea in the first place. I think marketing to children upsets me. I don't like... Um, the 
the the manner in which they're putting this out there is trying to kind of like slip it in as, oh, this is a safe, they're going to be doing it anyway. So let's give it for that. Like it's like this money grab and trying to get attack our kids and their privacy and their safety. And I just, I mean, I didn't like Facebook in the first place, but now you're coming after my kids. You're coming after my kids. <laughs> oh, now it's- uh, so, uh, but I mean, what do you think of the opposite? I mean, the argument that Facebook is making is that, you know, I, Obviously, they haven't. the The issue is they haven't described any of their data collection yeah. uh, policies. But the argument that they are making is that they've done studies and kids are on these services anyway. And this is what, yeah, you know, like the writer for the Verge he looked into this and like their kids are already on you know well, yeah, uh, Apple iMessages and GChat. So we might as well start giving them drugs. I, I'm not saying I believe this. Way. I'm just trying to no, present just, the opposite it, argument. Ugh, yeah, like it yeah. just makes me so. You know, that doesn't make it right. Like, it's just just because you're saying they're doing it anyways, so now we're going to do it. And you're not known for your safety or your privacy. If Apple was going to do something like this, I wouldn't feel as in an uproar because their model of, of marketing and making money is not selling my data to the highest bidder. Yeah. And then using an aggregate of all of the information that I give you to find out even more about me. And they know about me, and I'm not even on Facebook. And that also upsets me. Sorry. Yeah. And, and and what the I mean, the sinister thing is that if this does take off, right, like you're not going to really be able to keep your kids off of it realistically, because as soon as all of the other all of their friends are using this. Right. And then you get to be put in the and, and you can say no. Right. Like that's the thing that you can do. But you're also cutting your kid off from their social circle when they're all using this Facebook Messenger kids and they're not allowed to use it. Right. That's that's the kind of the sinister thing. Like you don't need every kid to sign up for it at first. You just need a few. And then peer pressure takes over. And like. My my daughter, my oldest daughter will text with her friend, but they typically like we have iMessage turned off on her iPad and she has to use Maureen's phone to text the the friend's mom who then they basically both hand over their phones, which I good luck. I'm not doing that. Um, but <laughs> and, um, and and then they can text each other and then they give it back. But I just like face. It just seems like they're just trying to get the kids onto Facebook younger so that they can, you know, that because Facebook, as, as I understand it, is not super cool with the kids these days. So this is this seems to me like a way to kind of be a feeder network for making sure that they can mm-hmm. get new customers on early while Snapchat. Yeah. Well, yeah. Instead of Snapchat or, or whatever the next social thing ends up being. Because they're not, you know, they're they're considered the the social network for the olds now, right? So uh, that seems like what it is to me, which is less sinister than any other potential explanation. But that's still not a great explanation for getting your kid, you know, into this ecosystem just because. Like it, it reminds me of you remember the was it the DS where they had that picto chat thing. And oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was built in. And like there was this story about like a, a, a creeper who was like in the house next door who was sending picture messages to the kid uh, over the DS like local network thing that didn't even connect to the Internet. 
And, and I think he was a member of Congress, actually. Uh, probably. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, oh that was that was that Wouldn't was how he uh, he groomed. Yeah, Wouldn't that's how shocking. he groomed himself for yeah. office. Um. Yeah. So, but yeah, like there's always these stories, and they they prey on parents' fear because a lot of parents can't keep up with these things. And then, so they're scared of what their kids are going to get into. And at least they trust Facebook. They shouldn't, but they do. And so, okay, well, Facebook's okay. So I'll, I know Facebook so they can use Facebook. So, I mean, help me out here. Like from a policy perspective, like it's not, it's not, it's as you said, peer pressure is going to take over. I mean, do we need to like seriously look at a set of laws to protect children to just, um, I mean, I want, like, if we want to take it to an extreme, like, make it illegal to collect uh, data on children and, like, you know, or chat records. Like, what do we need to be doing here? Because this problem is not going to go away. And Georgia, as she said, even if you opt out, you're still going to be caught up in the stuff. Like, what is the answer out there? Because I really mean this. The only, like, if they were quantifying and categorizing everything I had said, like my entire life, I really wonder who is going to be running for office like 30 years from now when all of this information is out there. Um, mm-hmm. What do we need to be doing to like take care of kids today? We, we need legislation. We need legislation. Yeah. We, we can now very large companies control everything, all of our information that's about us. I think that if there's data breaches, I think that the person that's in charge should be the one that um, has to speak for that. And I think that that that's really important as well. And I think that there has to be uh, oversight over not hiding that. And I think that children's information that they put online should be, they should have a right to have it wiped. And if they request, just like they have the right to be forgotten in the States, in uh, Europe, um, I think that they have a right to have their information wiped uh, when they hit 18, if they so wish to have it, and that you know the companies should uh, make that enforced, and all of their privacy is not going to be kept, not going to be used, even if it's in an aggregate, even if it's um, you know something that you really have nothing that would put it to who is that person unless they opt in and choose to want to have that the parents opt in for maybe health reasons or maybe research or some reason that the parents say that this would be important enough to have my information out there and then they can opt into it not the other way around that I have to give up to play whatever bloody game I have to give up every single right of every app that I'm using and and what am I doing during that time. Yeah, and, that, and that's what yeah. COPA is supposed to do. I mean, COPA, that's why every time that you see any sort of an ad on like Cartoon Network for anything that kids would be like a game that kids would be playing or whatever, it says, you know, ask your parents permission before going online. And and they are supposed to uh, detail what their information collection practices are and get verifiable consent before they collect anything. So presumably Facebook is – going to be doing something like that when they do roll this out in the u.s um i mean how much that's actually enforced is i I don't know what the answer to that is i mean we have plenty of laws on the books that that aren't necessarily enforced as strictly as they should be but someone like facebook is probably who's already under a lot of scrutiny probably isn't going to mess around too much at least there but but i I, even then right you're still you're they're going to be collecting that data as soon as they turn 13 and i think a lot of kids don't necessarily know what that means um, yeah. you know, so I, I don't know. And I don't, I think a lot of parents don't even know what that means necessarily. So, so for me, something I've thought a lot about is I, 
I feel like we've got to give consumers, and this is getting wider than just children, but we've got mm-hmm. to give consumers in the uh, in the aggregate some power over their data, some control mm-hmm. over their data. So we we have a a, um, a a policy that we brought out, and the idea with the policy is. Um, you know, you were going to upgrade your social security number to a social security and privacy number. Yeah, and the idea yeah. with it is you'll have a public key. Mm-hmm. The public key would be like your current social security number. And then you would have your private key, something that no one else knows. So then when you sign up for a Facebook account or a Twitter account, you have to cert sign it with that private key to basically give them a certification to a certificate to use the data. And then what I like about that is at that point, you would be able to, we'd have to make it a, you know, civil uh, crime. We'd have to make it actionable for them to like use data or extract it from that certificate. But I think if you did that, then it would give people control over their information. Because if you think about it in the aggregate, it's going to be like, it's like Apple's differential privacy works fine because the numbers are large enough from it. You don't need any one individual record. You need all of the information together. Mm-hmm. And I think in that same way, if you had like cert signing, I think it would give consumers the ability to opt in. That's a very specific opt in or opt out, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, I think the only challenge is explaining to normal people what, you know, what encryption keys are, because I think that's always been the problem with like why PGP's never really taken off, even in terms of just signing email and stuff like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's. It's never really been packaged in a way that customer that, that consumers can understand it. And as soon as they can't understand it, they don't do it. And, and I think that's that's really the, that's really been the problem with getting encryption as, in general to get taken off to take off in this in this country or in general. But, yeah, I mean, relying on an on like a nine or ten. I don't know how, how long this social security number is, but, you know, relying on like it's a ten digit digits. number, a nine, yeah. nine digit number. And a birthday. Yeah. To, yep. to protect all of your personal information is not really a great strategy in 2017. No, plus it was never meant to be something that was there to protect your privacy. It was not made for that in the first no. place. So it's a ridiculous thing. Like they actually said they should not be used yeah. as a naked identifier to, you know, say who you are as a person. Yeah, um, yeah, I do have to say, Steve, I've heard that critique a lot. And it's like, you know, if you can use an iPhone, like you're using encrypted key pairs every single time, use Apple Pay. Like Mm -hmm. there are ways to do this that are simple for the public. Yeah, and if if it's done without it being difficult, even if you don't understand, like I don't understand everything that makes my computer work, but if it's easy enough to use, I'll still use it. Yeah. Um, if it's yeah. easy enough to sign up for or even automated so that people really don't have to do anything, then people will use it just because it's easy and then they get the added benefit. And I think that that's why we need to have people in places of power that have knowledge over what they're overseeing. It, we're, we're supposed to be, you know, run by, by people that are knowledgeable in the areas that they're dealing with. If not, yeah. then things break <laughs> apart. Yeah, I, I, and and I mean just to just to add on to that, like I I would turn that negative around and turn it into a positive. Like if that was easy enough for the normal person to understand and use, I think that would be amazing, right? Like like that being it, bringing encryption to the masses is something that would 
increase everyone's security and if there is a way to do that in a way that it will get adoption i think that would be that would be the holy grail you know what i mean Mm-hmm. So well, you know, in World War Two, Steve, like we went around this country and like gave up tires. Like there were efforts to get rubber, to get metal for the war effort, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was, uh, you know, not like within people the lifetime of people that are still alive today. There was a concern and a national dedication to national security. And the truth is, cybersecurity, this is the future of America. This really is the future of America because what we're seeing with Russia just hacking us and yeah. you know Chinese actors like getting into our systems, there is a lot to really be concerned about. So you're telling me that like uh, two generations ago, we could like have every woman in America not wear stockings because we needed the nylon for military purposes. But in 2017, we are so lazy that you can't go get a social security card with a, a small computer in it to like run an encryption key pair. Like this is stuff that has to be done. Yeah. And we can't just keep sticking our heads in the sand because we don't want to think about it. Like this, this matters. This is, this is being patriotic in 2017. This is doing your civic duty, taking this seriously. Yeah, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess the the flip the flip side is that we also didn't have like major media com- passing off everything that seemed like common sense policy as like a huge conspiracy theory. That yeah. you know, and something like that would end up being well, you know, okay, well that this is what the deep state's going to do to to steal all your data. <laughs> So Deep I, I think, Brianna. Yeah, I, That's I, I me. Can, I'm just I'm just thinking of like the government asking everyone to give up their nylons today or whatever the equivalent of their well, nylons it was easy today. Because nylons are you know. itchy. They're yeah, itchy. yeah, they're terrible. They're, they're terrible. But no one likes, but, yeah. no one likes yep. nylons, so it was kind of easy. Yep. I think people were like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you imagine everybody asking everybody in the world to give up like their iPhones today for the good of the country? Like that would never. Not in the the yeah, media right. landscape. They ask women to do yeah. that with their bodily autonomy every day. So yeah, I can. I can. That's not asking. Yeah. That's demanding. Actually, that's different. Yeah. Oh, okay. That is different. <laughs> I guess. Oh, <sighs> that's that's a sad. That's a sad way to end that discussion. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, I broke the show. I broke uh, the show. Oh. Okay. So so. Do you have we, any questions this week? We do yeah. have. We do have one question. Um, from James, who is a listener to the show. He's also a listener off curve. I saw he just tweeted Georgia a picture of the, uh, the Hearthstone card that is basically you on a card that he got in one of his packs today. Um, so he has a, yeah, remember that, that card? Yeah. That there's a, there's base. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, there's a Hearthstone card that looks almost exactly like Georgia. It's, it's kind of scary actually. I'll, I'll put it, I'll find a, uh, but I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, so he has a question for us that is, uh, I really like Brianna's bargain basement therapy idea. And I was wondering what other <laughs> companies or jobs you would each improve by having Brie run them that way. Oh my God. Well, I have to tell you, like Georgia, did you think about my, my bargain basement therapy, uh, thing this week? Do you, I thought are you still already, on board did with Did we already that? get that ready? Didn't we already get that ready? Yeah. I we're going to, we're going to do that already. We're doing this. Yeah. We should do that. All right. No, I want to hear from you. Like, Steve, what what profession do you think? What do you think? What profession needs Sabrina we touch? I I would love to see you run the insurance industry. 
<laughs> I, I, I want to yes. see Bri- I want to see Brianna Brianna Wu's uh, risk management actuary <laughs> agency. Barbie jeeps down the hill sounds great. Yeah, you running know, for Congress. Let's do it. Start up a video game company. Oh yeah, driving the Porsche, yeah. driving without airbags for a year. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. said, it would be safe. I, I was thinking that it would be great to see Brie. Uh, run the uh, International Space Station. I would just, uh, I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, my discount International (laughs) Space Station. (laughs) Like you go out for an extra vehicle. I can just see you like like, just sending messages being like, I'm floating around in space. I'm floating around, yeah. Want to go outside to a space suit? We got some tinfoil. Like, here you go. This is the best we got. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, Steve, I, I'm just thinking back to I'm thinking like if you ever watch television at like one o'clock in the afternoon, they have those commercials for like the general's auto insurance with like the cartoon general. <laughs> and I'm just thinking of like Frank being in an insurance, a car insurance ad, like wearing a Godzilla suit and like stomping on cars and then paying and then writing like cartoon checks to cover the damage or something like that. Like I I think there's something here. I think we need to think about this. Okay, no, I like it. I like it. Okay, this these were the ones I came up with, okay? Uh Brianna Wu's discount bargain basement hairdressing. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I don't know nothing. I I have a woman that takes care of my hair and I pay her a lot of money to make me look congressional. But I'll do that. Like give me some scissors and twenty dollars and uh yeah, I will I will take care of that. Uh there's also Brianna Wu's discount police force. <laughs> Like you can, oh. you can have, oh, no. you can have me in your in your town enforcing law and order. So if I, there are people out drinking, uh, just have me call them. I'll knock on their door and take care of that for you. I mean, even It'll just simple things well. like directing traffic. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd have a really good time. Also, uh, and this is the best one I could come up with: Brianna Wu's discount teaching. Like I will be your child's teacher. I will show up and take care of that. Steve, would you feel positive about that? About me having about eight hours of influence on your child a day? I mean, we could start with enrichment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I think we, you know, yeah. you could have like a center where kids come after school, and then yeah. you know, you have worksheets right. on you know fire starting yeah. mayhem, and yes. you know right. hot wiring a car, and you know things like that, yeah. like like life skills. That's right. Wait, I want to know. Do you know how to hotwire a car? Yeah. Have I told you guys this story? Oh, God. I I really can't tell these stories on this show. Oh, I think, hold on, my headphones just died. Uh, Can y'all hear me? Oh, yeah, your your headphones just died. Yeah, okay. She was trying to get that. Oh, I can't tell you the story. Oh, no. Well, hold on. Uh... If y'all can hear me, I'm just going to keep going. Let's do this thing. Awesome. So, okay, this is a true story. So I want to tell y'all this story about why I learned to pick locks. Can I tell you this story? I don't know. So, okay, there was a guy in our grade, and his name was Prentice. And his dad uh, owned a locksmith shop. 
And so uh, a really cool guy in my uh, grade by the name of Brody, his grandfather had like a, a pit, like a construction pit. And what we wanted to do was sneak all of our cars in there this one summer and go drinking away from any of the adults where we could lock the, the gates and we wouldn't have to worry about any cops showing up. So Prentice, who's this guy in my grade, I'm like talking to him. I'm like... Yeah, hey, Prentice, uh, you think you could teach me to pick locks sometimes so we could get into this gate? And he is the most Christian person <laughs> you've ever met in your life. And he is he is appalled by this idea. Of like, you know, he's like a locksmith. He's like, but you want to pick locks for evil to do bad things. Like, no, you can't do that. So... Like, I spend all this time, and, like, I go to the Internet, and I order, like, a lock-picking kit. And I sit down, and I learn how to pick locks. Eventually, I figure out how to do it. How long it. does it take, and, uh, Well, it took me a couple of days to figure out how to do it. And then, yeah, we went out there, and we managed to get the gate open. And then, uh, yeah, it was really, really awesome. And then we were able to go out there and stay away from interloping police officers that were charged for our safety all summer. It was great. You see, that's like that's just like cool, cool skills that I yeah. wouldn't expect someone to have. I like that. I mean, it's like it's like yeah. you don't need. This is why like you don't need to, to play Skyrim because you just do all this stuff anyway. You don't need <laughs> to do it in a virtual world. You just do it in real That's life. True. That's true. It's That's like Georgia amazing. playing World of Warcraft. You know. It's like James Bond, you know? If there's a situation that comes up, he's going to know how to fly that helicopter to skydive off that building, you know? Like, you got it done. I I mean, you know, I have enough trouble just picking the locks in the game where all I'm doing is, like, rotating the two analog (laughs) sticks. And I still break half my lock picks every time I try to do it, so. You've never gone to a coding event where they pass out locks and, like, go, here, pick this? You've never done that? No. No. Oh. I... That's not a thing that I knew happened, actually. So, well, if you were a girl with the dragon tattoo like I am, you yeah, know, you'd be you'd be into that. So, yeah. Do you have uh, a dragon tattoo? Is there something no, else I, I don't. don't know about? I, I don't. I don't. I don't have any tattoos. Uh, I'm sorry. See, I, I can't. I can't be the girl with the dragon <laughs> tattoo because then I wouldn't be able to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. So, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that note, I think unless we have anything else, I think we should probably wrap it up there. I, I think when you start talking about Jewish cemeteries, I think yeah. it's time to end yeah. Probably that so, means the yeah. show's kind of yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. over. Yeah. All right. So uh, as always, you can find the show notes for the show and every show at relay.fm slash disruption. You can uh, leave your, your questions. You can you can DM them to um, at underscore disruption FM like James did, or you can call them to 508-418-3532 or tweet us with the hashtag disrupt me and we will get those on the show. Um, you can uh, find you. I already said where you can find the Twitter in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter at wicked good. You can also um, listen to me on my Hearthstone podcast off curve, where I will probably be talking at length about all of the new decks that I am building. Cause it just came out today and I'm itching to go play a whole bunch of them. And, um, and Brie, where can people find you? Well, before I tell you that, Steve. Yeah. So I really want to tell you this. I am so sick of in-app purchase games. I'm thinking about giving Hearthstone another chance. I okay. am. So I'm. I'm. I downloaded okay. it from my phone. Okay. I'm going to give it a go. I'll let you know what okay. I think. About so that. so here's a here's a yeah. tip. The the new yeah. expansion that just came out has yeah. a really really good single player mode. 
called okay. it's in the solo adventures menu it's called dungeon run and it's okay. basically like a roguelike with um with the cards so you get you start okay. with a small deck and then you play against like a giant rat and then you know stronger and stronger enemies until you get to like the king of the 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 things that are in the dungeon so i've yeah. been playing some of that today it's really really yeah. good so that's a good way to get started yeah, basically running for Congress. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of running for Congress, <laughs> speaking of running for Congress, uh, y'all, if you live in the Boston area, we have an amazing, amazing, amazing fundraiser coming up. So on the 21st, on Thursday, on the 21st Thursday this month, out at uh, Dedham Showcase uh, Cinema Deluxe Theater, we are having an awesome event where you can come watch the new Star Wars with the entire theater packed with progressives. You know, the last uh, Star Wars movie had a lot of commentary on basically, you know, 4chan and Reddit users and this like kind of resentment that leads to the dark side. Um, we are going to have a really fun event with that. So you can go to Brianna Wu 2018 and you can actually sign up for that and come on out. Uh, we would love to have you. You can also uh, support my congressional campaign by going to supportbrianna.com. We are moving into a phase of our campaign where we are working to actually get our names on the Democratic ballot. And the amount of money we need for that is about $15,000. So any help you can give us, uh, it would be very deeply appreciated. So you can do that by going to supportbrianna.com. All right. And Georgia, where can uh, people find you on the interwebs? So if you o- outside of Facebook Messenger for kids, of course. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> where I'm always. Um, yep. So you can find me uh, on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. And if you're dealing with anxiety or depression uh, or parenting issues, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. Okay. And, and so, Georgia, what do you have to say to the people? Before we uh, before we go, I I I don't I don't actually <laughs> I don't know. Don't you don't I, you have to tell them to fear you or something? I don't know. I may fear me. <laughs> Dalabunga. No, that's not how you do it. You go. <laughs> fear me. There you go. That's it. There we go. That's Let's the hear stuff. You do that, that, was that was better. Come on, come on. <laughs> fear me. 